Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound to watch a bandit run. Okay. Okay, welcome. To three dudes, welcome. Hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. Welcome to Three Dudes with a View. I am dude number three, Del Kennedy. It's a hot Wednesday morning, and it's going to get a lot hotter before the day's out. Clayton Harris, dude number two, is in mysterious parts unknown. Well, no, wait a minute. He um, was taking a child to the doctor, maybe, or something like that. Uh, Or maybe he's trying to... Get his wife out of a speeding ticket. <laughs> I think that, yeah, that may be. He's down in General Sessions Part 2 with Lee Bailey. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a little criminal problem there. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Hey, of, of the two, she is she is the saint of the two, believe me. <laughs> Five children. I, I don't Oh me. Okay, dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Bill. Yes, hot and hot as that January 6th hearing, man. Shucks. It's, it's coming on down. Well, I, I'm going to say some things about that. Uh, you know, yesterday, Miss York, I think, was a defining moment, and I hate it. I, I stay up late at night about it. I worry about it. Uh, I, I, I don't know where it's going to lead. Uh, but at the end of the day, a perfect illustration of, of – what uh, Democrats and the swamp view as a compromise is going through Congress right now. The Senate voted yesterday to, in a procedural vote to uh, approve this compromise on gun control. Well, it's what Mitch McConnell and traditional Republicans in Washington and the media have always defined as a compromise. Um, conservatives give some stuff up and uh Democrats give up absolutely nothing, and we just move a little further to the left in this country. Uh, that's what this gun bill is. Now, it's, there's not anything too bad in it, but it, still, uh, conservatives and Mitch McConnell and some rhino Republicans gave some stuff up uh, in exchange for absolutely nothing, in exchange for nothing. And All right, go I'll on, Mr. York. But if... if- if children's lives can be saved, Dell, oh, with all the mass the shootings that save we've had, children. if children's save lives children. can be saved, save let's go ahead children. and do that. And the Republicans save and children. Democrats are against the wall in this thing. 60 to 70 percent of the population save wants something done, and they were save doing nothing the, for years. Save the children. Um, you know, that that's that, that's all well and good, but... Uh, you know, we Republicans should have gotten something in exchange for giving up you, stuff. You've got something. Your kids can be alive in schools and you can be a little less vigilant about people coming in with, with automatic weapons killing your children. That's what you think, Mr. Yor. 
That's what's been happening. It's not what I think. That's what's been happening. That's what you think, Mr. Yeller. You know, I'm sorry. I mean, you're entitled to your thoughts, but, you know, that's what you think, you know. But but when the nation is in an uproar like we have been about, nobody's taking guns away from anybody. But there are there are rules and restrictions to to some just like we have for cars, just like we have, you know, everybody raised saying about the seat belts. You know, this is oh, back- I ain't wearing no seat belt. I ain't wearing no seat belt. And this, and this a is- lot of deaths came this, because this, people didn't want to wear seat belts. This, then this, they start wearing seat belts. This is this is just back to the pre-Trump days when uh, reaching across the aisle meant Republicans gave up stuff and Democrats gave up nothing. And um and you know so, it's, it's, uh, say it's, that, the children. I don't, I don't work see that, Dale. I'm sorry. I don't see they gave up nothing. They they didn't get all. Nobody got all they want. And that's what compromise is about. Meeting somewhere in the middle, tell, or tell me a little what, to the right or a little to the left. It's tell, still a compromise. Tell me what Republicans got. What they got is the same thing Democrats got. A, a bit of safety. A bit of safety uh, well, on I, these I mean, streets. That's, that's your opinion, not mine. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you, you can't just go fence a gun anymore. You can't just give your boyfriend a gun anymore. You've got to have some kind of background checks before you acquire a gun. That's good. That's for everybody. It's not. And see, the whole thing about you, Dell, you want either a Democratic or a Republican outcome. What, what, it's an American outcome. I didn't no know, country is having. I, I have not heard that from the bill, and I hope it's not. But uh, if if it is, then boy, I'm I'm going after Mitch McConnell. I mean, that's that's giving up a whole lot in exchange for absolutely nothing. Uh, and folks, and and the reason I'm sad, I'm just sad, uh, and I'm worried. Uh, Mr. York said it yesterday. Uh, he he said it, and I'll play it back if anybody wants to hear it. Uh, he said yesterday, rather than compromise on any issue by giving up anything on anything, and he's speaking. And when I hear Mr. York speak, I'd well let, let, let me start over though. Uh, why I am sad because um, you know when Mr. York was born. He, as an American citizen, the day he was born, he had the right to free speech. Uh, he had the right to express what he wants to do. He had the right to uh, have an opinion and to express it publicly as an American the, the, the day he was born. Nope. That, Del, let me correct you. Let me correct you. Okay. It depends on what audience you were in when I was born. I was born in 46. It depends on what audience, whether you could have free speech or not. If people didn't like what you said, they did the old traditional thing that you want. They'd take you out and hang you. Well, I certainly won't deny that um, black people were not treated well. But so we didn't have the same freedoms as everybody, you know. And I grew, I'm, I grew up in two worlds, like I tell you all the time. I'm between two worlds. One that denied and one that tolerated. We're in the one that tolerates right now. Well, you had the right to free speech the day you were born. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's Clayton. Uh, said, <laughs> oh, Lord, yeah. I mean, Clayton, He's not in jail, is he? <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, what he's saying is, you know, what I've been saying, if 
if you want to stop these killings, um, have a fair and rapid process where they are hanged. And nah, no. Nah. Hanging people, you know, it's it's been proven. The severe punishment doesn't help anything. Let me get that's back why, to where. That's why the prison. Let me, let me get, let me get back to why. I'm, let me get back to why I'm sad. Uh, so you had a right to free speech the day you were born. Now, has America struggled to uh, provide that spe- free free speech right and to protect it for all of its citizens? That struggle continues. Uh, and these days, I'm sorry, my viewpoint on you know, as a black person in the South in 1946. You know, uh, the the society was not supporting your free speech rights so much. But as a white person in 2022, as far as I'm concerned, you, you black folks have got all the free speech you want to have, and the one the ones that are seeking to be suppressed are white people. And so, you know, the shoe falls on the other foot, and I, I feel for you because we are starting to feel as white people some of the things that you felt as a young black man in the South in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. So um, you believe in replacement theory, right, now? No, I don't. Okay, that's what you're saying. In essence, you, you can't speak, and, and I don't see anybody preventing any Caucasian person from speaking anything. As a matter of fact, they go to the extreme speaking. We're banned from Twitter, banned from Facebook. We're oh, banned. that's that, that's incidental. <laughs> okay. I mean that that's that's not something you were born with. <laughs> well, Nobody's I, born with Twitter and what Facebook. What difference does it make if if I was born with a lack of free speech or acquired it later in life? Um, and again, Mr. York, you're just making me sadder because <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't intend to make you sad. I just try to tell the truth, Dale. Well, I'm not. I'm living in reality. What's Ms. happening Ms. today, Miss York? You're just making me sadder. I th- I, so let me continue. Uh, you were born with a free speech right, but you do. You were not born with a right to respect. And um, you you joined the U.S. Navy, fought for your country. You worked for AT and T for years. You supported your union. Uh, you have participated in civic life on school board, uh, election commission. Uh, you've worked uh, for years in all sorts of endeavors to help the people of your community. So you've earned, you, you have earned a right to be heard and listened to and considered. Having said that, yesterday you said, and I'll play it back, Rather than compromise by giving on any issue, I'm ready to go to civil war. Miss York, I don't want to go to civil war with you. I don't want to kill you. But you that's what you said is that before I compromised with you and you were speaking as a Democrat, I take it. You you were speak you, you do a great job of speaking for your party and representing for the Democratic Party. No, uh, no, no, Dale, don't twist that around. What what I'm what I said when you want a compromise put something on the table that can be accepted by both parties you put nothing on the table you wanted to do one thing or the other that's not a compromise because it what is what was what you favored and if that's the issue and we're going to wind up in a civil war then we'll wind up in a civil war yeah, i'm I not mean, there advocating you go. You a said civil it again. war i'm not advocating a civil war but if that's 
all you, that you saying a, a if, small if, number, 35% of Caucasians in this country want to do, that's what it's going to be. We're almost in a civil war now. Yeah, we are. And what are you doing about it? I'm trying to bring some resemblance of truth to discussions. You, you to try to say, don't listen to the BS that the majority of your party puts out there and, and listen to what is realistic. That's what I'm trying to do. That's right. The Stalin and Mao imposed their truth similarly. Either accept my truth or or you die. Uh, Robbie Starbuck was talking about, yeah, in Cuba, you could vote for anybody you wanted to as long as the Communist Party put them on the ballot. But Starbuck came from two worlds of dictatorship. One, Batista, which he, he enjoyed. And, and those folks, those those folks that came over here when Castro took over was people that Castro didn't want. They were so in prison. I mean, you're, you're just jail, doubling so it down. You're just doubling he down. Let them out and sent them to America. You're just doubling down. You you are saying, Mr. York, accept my truth or die. That is the truth. Del. I'm trying to tell you, you know, I'm not Ms. going to argue York, with you about it because you don't believe in the truth either. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going, Mr. York. I, I have, I know what truth is, and I deal with it every day. I have my truth, and you have yours, and uh, the American people have got all sorts of different truths, and they, they. That's what a democratic society is supposed to be about. We may have different truths, but we're supposed to try to get along for the common good. You're not yeah, doing, Del, when, you, when Mr. York, you apple, are not doing that anymore. It's except my truth or else. When I throw an apple up in the air and it falls to the ground and you say that apple didn't fall. And I said, what? That apple didn't fall. That And if Mr. that's York, your truth, that's your truth. Mr. York, Hitler's, right truth. Hitler's truth was just as obvious to him, too. Well, that's why you all got the brown boys and, and the minute men and all those folks that's acting folks, like brown shirts. Folks, I, I hope I've made my party. point, and I'm sad for Mr. York, and I'm just sad. And this is where this country is today. And um, we're unable at all to sit down and talk to each other and compromise. When we can be reasonable, when we talk. I, I, I'm waiting. When we come start. back on the being other side of the break. with the truth. Uh, being reasonable we, with the truth. Mr. York. Differing opinions are, are what democracy is about. Opinions okay, Bill, but be reasonable about it. You can't have something far right or way out in stratosphere and say that's the truth. I don't care if you do believe it. It's not the truth. Yes, I can. And you don't have to accept it's the truth. It just accept that it's reality and we've got to work together to govern this country. That's where I'm trying to get you to reality. Mr. York, yours is reality or or uh, head for the re-education camps. That's that's all you're saying. Uh, I, or reality or die. Settle down. People ought to settle down. Look at the facts and deal with the Ms. facts. Mr. York, we're going to take a break. Television. Don't deal with Twitter. Don't deal with Facebook. Look at the facts. Mr. York, and- let's take a break and you take this two minutes and come back and consider one thing consider i'm not going to change my opinion but try to think of one thing that we could find common ground about and let's talk about it Park 
Parks Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee's home for the best GMC vehicles on the market. Visit Parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon. Or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified pre-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorSales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. 
My name is Sheila Butt, and I am asking for your vote to be the next mayor of Murray County. I believe in our God-given rights and that our Tennessee Constitution is correct in saying that the power is inherent in the people. As your state representative, I stood against egregious government mandates, and I will find a plan for more controlled growth in Murray County. I hope that with your vote for Murray County Mayor, you will stand with me for faith, family, and freedom in Murray County. This ad paid for by the committee to elect Sheila Butt, Jacob Love Chairman. He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound to watch old bandit run. Hey folks. Welcome back. Three Dudes with a View, Wednesday edition. We're the middle of the week, and it's a barn burner, 98 degrees out there. Um, for those of you who want to watch, uh, we are on uh, on live uh, where you can watch us and listen to us at WKOMRadio.com. We are recording this for our podcast, which, as they say, is available out there on whatever, iHeart, Spotify, whatever just look for three days with a view, and you can play the podcast of this broadcast. Um, my name's Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is down in Mount Pleasant with his wife at uh, Traffic Court in front of the Honorable Lee Bailey. Uh, <laughs> oh, these things happen. Uh, you know, what? I, Clayton, I guess I ought to be down there trying to represent you, but you'll be all right. <clears throat> and... Um, Mr. Jim York, dude number one, how are you? Good morning, Del. You're not going to help Clayton, man. You should have been the first one down there. Well, I think it's. I think she didn't have her registration in the vehicle. Oh, okay. Something, That's minor. Yeah, minor. yeah, something like that. Uh, gosh, with five kids, how would you ever get your registration in the vehicle? You know, <laughs> they probably I, took it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably <laughs> fed it to the dog. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, but at any rate, and I've been lamenting though that yesterday's conversation with Mr. York just made me sad because he said it. He said rather than truly compromise on any issue, in other words, and 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 I take it that when when I when I view what Mr. York's saying, he's speaking for the Democratic Party, for the no uh, no, I'm speaking for Jim York, uh, and I you, you keep well, taking it out of context. What I said. Well, is that I, if you don't give me something to compromise on, then it's not worth the discussion. That's okay. what I said initially. Well, I, I, I'll give Mike Lyle play but, back, but uh, the what again though I I do think though that and I and I believe I do that I you know pretty much I mean I may be speaking from my personal opinion, but I I think you know I I do try to express what the conservative point of view is. And and try to represent well for that. I think you do represent well for the Democratic uh, uh, left point of view. Now, uh, having, voice of reason, Delp, the voice of reason. Well, you know, my reason is not your reason. <laughs> and I know that's why we have these tough discussions, you know. And that's okay as long as we can discuss. You know where I'm at. And I know where you at. Well. Yeah? But you know, have we? That's sort of a compromise in itself. What What started this? Uh, 
though, and yesterday it was, I thought, a great discussion about the election of 1876. And that that was, you know, 2020 is far from the first uh, controversy about electors being seated and their votes being counted uh, in this country. There have been many. Uh, I've been continuing to do some research about it. But 1876 was the only time that the controversy was deep enough and apparent enough, and the it was confusing in three states. It was really not clear as to who had won uh, three states. I can't remember, Florida, South Carolina. I can't remember which three states they were. But um, Louisiana, I think. Yeah, Louisiana. And the Republican uh, was down by 19 electoral votes, excluding the 20 disputed electoral votes. And the so if the 20 disputed votes were counted, if the elector and there were there were competing slates of electors offered to uh, the Congress in that election, and they proceeded just like every other count of the electoral vote has ever been under the Constitution and what it says. The President of the Senate opened the reports from the various states, and then Congress took a look at them. The procedure was and always has been that unless both houses of Congress vote in favor of accepting this elector or that elector, then the elector is not seated. It And that usually, you know, I mean, most of the time in the last 50, 60, 70 years, that's been, nobody's even noticed because it's sort of been, you know, uh, all in favor, aye, all opposed, no, eyes have it, you know. Um, but both houses of Congress have to vote to accept a particular elector or a competing elector until and until that elector's is seated and that elector's vote counts. In 1876, what we're 11 years out of the Civil War, uh, there were competing sets of electors in three in three states, and Congress instead of deciding which electors to seat uh, uh, voted and established a 15-member commission to decide the issue. The Republican Senate uh, there, the majority Republican Senate, there the majority nominated three. The minority, the Democrats, were allowed and entitled to nominate two. In the House, which was Democratic at the time, uh, the House, uh, the Democrats nominated three. The House nominated two. The House Republicans nominated two. The five remaining uh, commissioners were to come from the U.S. Supreme Court. There weren't enough Democrats there to even that up. Uh, or even nominate a Democrat, I think, but they worked. They, you could tell. You read the accounts. They were, they worked. They wanted to find the most neutral people that they could, and that was their goal in picking the members of the Supreme Court that they nominated. The commission met. Uh, in the meantime, 
there was a lot of backroom horse trading going on, and the, they reached a deal. Uh, uh, Rutherford B. Hayes, who was 19 electoral votes behind uh, Samuel Tilden, would be awarded all 20 of the disputed electors and therefore beat Tilden by one electoral vote. Uh, in, so in exchange for that, the Democrats got, among other things, the withdrawal of all federal occupying troops from the South, and, and really, thus was really the end of the Civil War. Now, folks, if you read these accounts, these people were truly trying to reach a compromise they had seen 600,000 deaths in the Civil War. Most of them had fought in the Civil War. Neither side had any appetite whatsoever for another Civil War. And when this thing got started, tensions were high around the country. The president, outgoing president, U.S. Grant, brought in a substantial number of extra federal troops to surround Washington, D.C. Nobody wanted a civil war. They put together a commission that would have the trust of the country as a neutral body, and then they cut a deal where both sides got something. I tried to, now, This is not the last time that this has been done. Um, for instance, in 2016, though, uh, Maxine York, uh, Maxine Waters, a Democrat from California, uh, she and uh, 10 other members of U.S. Congress uh, attempted to challenge some Trump electors. And the, the House and the Senate followed the same rules they've always followed. The, the, those electors are seated or not seated by vote of both houses of Congress. She didn't. Maxine Waters got no more than those 10 votes in the House, and she got zero votes in the Senate. So the Trump electors were seated. Uh, and most, a lot of people and don't. She want didn't that. storm the Capitol. But no. Del, the, the 1877 has another implication, too. Even though, like you said, there was a history, you know, years of war, 600,000 people dead. I think those legislators and electors wanted to solve the problem of not having a continuation of what had transpired. So they were willing to put country in front of party. And, and when they made that little side deal, we'll get the troops out. That's also saving the union because they didn't have to go to the expenses of, take, of putting the troops or displacing the troops. So that was a win-win for everybody. And that's what I'm saying. When both the sides gave some, place, both sides gave both something. Both sides up. gave something. It wasn't you do this and I'll do this. No, they worked through that for the sake of the country, not for the sake of personal gain or party. Yeah, that's what I keep saying. I'm just not and, seeing and that that's today. That's where we at now. We have no. One party where, where we are now, party control. Where we are now is a stacked committee that uh, nobody. <laughs> I mean, even the people who formed the committee don't. You know, they don't. They don't even try to argue. It's not a. It's not a partisan bias committee, and um, 
they're about obtaining facts, Dell. You, you an attorney, you know, you've got to gather facts. You've got to gather witnesses. And what we see in that hearing is actual witnesses coming, talking about their experiences, particularly the grandmother where uh, several Trump supporters burst in her house for no reason, burst in her house. And even Kanye West came to her house. What kind of crazy acting is that as an American citizen behind an election? Just like a baseball game, golf game. I go play golf all the time. If I win, I win. If I don't win, I try to come back and win again. You know, I don't pick a fight with my competitors. That's your truth, your propaganda. You're entitled to it. I don't believe it. Don't care. Now, the uh, <laughs> I know. Like talking to the wall, huh? No, and what I propose for the break is you just pick, you name any issue that uh, you're willing to horse trade with me on. Let's see okay. if we can do it. Reducing drug costs. How can we do it? We need to reduce drug costs. There's no doubt about that. How can we do drug costs? Now, these companies are, are, are gouging the poor people who can barely afford food and drugs. And, and I suspect that we ought to have something that regulates a cost of drugs, let them make a little profit, but not exorbitant profits. And everybody can have the drug that they need with, at a minimum cost to them. All right, Mr. York, let me give you some of my thoughts on that. And I, I, I did work with, I mean, I, I was on the hall in the U.S. Attorney's Office with the folks that were on the health care team. And I didn't do that kind of work, but they were the ones who were prosecuting Medicare, Medicaid fraud, that type of thing. And the stuff that came in was just unbelievable. I got no, I got no time for the drug companies whatsoever, or the pharmaceutical industry, or even the the medical pharmaceutical, you know, complex, whatever you want to call it. I got no time. For, I mean, you, you talk about just brazen crooks brazen crooks however i i don't agree with you i mean this this is the same fight i used to have with my daddy uh what what you've got to you can't you can't just tell the drug companies you can't have any more profits i mean that and and not that i want them to have profits i really i don't care they're they're crooks but um We've got. I didn't to, say don't let them have profits, Delk. I say let well, them have you, you try to, what you want. What you want to do is impose a fiat on them, and that's called capitation, and it just won't work uh, because we we won't get good new drugs. Uh, we won't get a reliable supply of drugs. Uh, a fiat doesn't work. That's always the knee, knee jerk. Now, yeah, we got to do something to them. But let's try to have a real degree in economics and talk about the things that can be done. Uh, and like I said, I'm no friend of any drug company. They are they are whores. They are thieves. They are crooks. Um, I mean, and they, talk to somebody who works, and they'll go, yeah, I'm, I'm just in a whore business, you know. Uh, they, they are pirates. But... Um, Fiat, fiat to regulate an economy is never going to provide an adequate result. Let's, let's take so. Well, 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 give me your proposal when we come back. All right.
this is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Hands-on Murray County government experience. That's what I bring to you, the voters of Murray County. I'm Charlie Norman, candidate for Murray County Mayor. A county mayor must be ready from day one to assume the office and work for all the people of Murray County. We need a plan for growth and be good stewards of your tax dollars. Open and honest communication is an important part of my overall plan. With your help, we can achieve this goal. I'm Charlie Norman, and I would appreciate your vote for Murray County Mayor. Paid for by the committee to elect Charlie Norman, Lyndall B. Fox, Treasurer. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello everyone, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Are you aware that gold is at historical highs? That's right, and now is an opportune time to sell that unwanted jewelry made of gold or platinum. We also buy gold and silver coins or ingots. Tillis Jewelry will make you a top dollar offer paid in cash on the spot. Also, we buy diamonds from a quarter carat and larger, any shape, round, oval, marquee, and princess. Bring them in for an offer, you might just be surprised. Highest offer paid, I guarantee it. Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. All of us love sports, but not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. Tennessee High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hot summer weather is approaching. 
Nobody wants their HVAC to break down in the extreme heat. That's why Hiller is offering a free service call with any repair to help keep you cool all summer long. And this month, we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 60 months on select new HVAC systems. Stay cool all summer. Visit HappyHiller.com today for details. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. 50 years after its ratification, Thomas Jefferson said the intent of the Declaration of Independence was not to assert new principles. Instead, it was intended as an expression of the American mind, expressions deeply woven into the fabric of the people. I'm Jason Gillum, running to be your Republican state representative in Murray County. I believe in the fabric of this community, and over the next several weeks, I'll be addressing many concerns our community is sharing with me. Together, we can do better. This message paid for by Jason Gillum for state representative. Don Gillum, Treasurer. Okay, welcome back. Hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. Three dudes with a view. I am dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris is trying to down in Mount Pleasant Part Two Court in front of Judge Lee Bailey with his wife, trying to keep her from going to jail for like a January sixth prisoner for not having the right registration in her in her car. Um, and dude number one, Mister Jim York. How are you, man? Hey, Dale. How's it going? All right, so you know, my lament has been that I don't see that we can compromise anymore in this country, and and I ask you to come up with an issue that maybe we could compromise on. Uh, and you brought up prescription drugs, and that that's you know, you and I are in total agreement. That's an issue, uh, and uh, that that's a problem. Uh, access to medications at a price people can afford is a problem big time now let me tell you what all right let me what the difference between republicans and democrats on this is that uh republicans including myself and and again i've got no sympathy for drug companies whatsoever I, i mean none zero not a zip they need to be jailed more than the January 6th people do, in my opinion. But that being said, we've got to have a plentiful supply of good drugs, prescription drugs available at a price that people can afford. And we have to have innovation and research going on to develop new drugs, new prescription drugs. That's very important. We can all agree on that. Uh, the problem is, you know, how do you accomplish that uh, where you've got a, a good, uh, abundant supply of both new and existing drugs at prices people can afford? That's the goal. Democrats and Republicans just don't have much disagreement on the goal. Where Democrats and Republicans disagree uh, is how to do it, how to accomplish that end. 
Now, let me let me give you some examples of what goes on in drug world. Uh, folks, any of you can get one. You can get a little card called Good RX. You know, it's just it's a it's a card like a credit card or something, or or like your like your Blue Cross Blue Shield card. It's called Good RX. Good RX is a company that negotiates a in exchange for bulk purchases of drugs, uh, they negotiate a cash price. No insurance involved, no Medicare, no anything else. You just you, there's a reimbursement. I use mine at Holland's Drugstore. You go in and there's a reimbursement system, and you put your good RX number in. You know Holland's knows how to handle it. Any other drugstore does too. And then you pay the negotiated cash price to the drug manufacturer that Good RX has negotiated. Now, let me give you a couple of examples. Uh, and I'm thinking about just getting rid of my Medicare supplement on drugs altogether and just using Good RX. Uh, I'm getting better. I'm, I'm getting better deals that way. I'm doing. I'm paying less than my copays when I use Good RX. Uh, the um, for, uh, my wife needed something. I can't remember what it was. It was a one-time medication that uh, insu- the charge to the insurance company was going to be $1,200, and I'm not sure how much of that was copay, but it was huge. Uh, she whips out our good RX card and got it for $12.50. <laughs> you know, uh, I've got a medication that I take that, you know, I, I go in and uh, – you know, I, I get thirty days supply. I go in, and the copay is going to be one hundred and thirty dollars. I whip out my good RX card, twenty nine bucks. You know, I I mean, which illustrates to you folks a couple of three things. Uh, what I saw when I was with the U.S. Attorney's Office is the way Medicare, Medicaid, and even insurance billing work. Uh, the the vault door is just wide open. I mean, these people just just they just send Medicare, Medicaid, or, you know, a, a bill for whatever they want, and they pay it. You know, I mean, there's no haggling, no negotiation, no, you know. So, I mean, if you want to charge that kind of, you know, I mean, that that's 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 the problem. Now and and you got this third party payer and it's it's not it's not anybody's money uh or at least not directly it doesn't come out of their pocket except except they see you know they are doing it more and more but uh so you know yeah so it leaves the system wide open where you know a drug could be $1200 to Medicare and Medicaid but it's $12.50 if you want to whip cash out of your wallet. So would you allow for good RX to, to contract with the government to negotiate prices for all drug companies? Yes. Uh, okay. I don't know. What, I know Biden has, Biden has asked Congress to come up with a situation where he can negotiate drug prices for Medicare. And, and he hadn't got any response yet. I'm pretty, I'm positive that Trump asked for that too. And, well, and, and the, the, so the politics of this is complicated and mm-hmm. it, it really isn't, a, well, it really isn't a, 
you know, one of those situations. Now, let me tell you where Democrats won't compromise, though. Uh, and the uh, and and how? Well, what about talk for the Republicans? I'll tell you where the Democrats won't compromise. You talk for the Republicans. What the Republicans won't? Well, I'll tell you what the this this is about the only thing that I've ever liked that George Bush did. In fact, I think it's the only thing uh, he he did what. But it was it was just the same old thing. People have been clamoring for a prescription drug benefit in the Medicare system uh, for years, and the Democrats especially loud about it. And so, what George Bush agreed to do was just cave. Now, I don't I don't think that's wrong. I think he was doing the right thing. But what he did was he created a Medicare payment drug payment system that had what they called in it the donut hole. And what that was is you got a certain amount, you know, where you didn't have to pay. But then after that, you had to. You, after that, the purchaser got skin in the game. And so the purpose of that was to make drug companies compete and to get people to shop for a better price or an alternative drug that costs less. That was the purpose. Because if the if the Medicare is just going to pay it, you're just going to get whatever, you know, whatever the doctor says, whatever you want. Yeah, but so, they don't even have to do that in Canada, Dale. But, uh, well, and, and I know that's Canada. That's we're the USA. And what I say is is we ought to stop the drug companies from paying these can these political candidates. Put a minimum, put a maximum on any donation they could provide to to any political candidate. And then we ought to let the government do like Trump did. He gave a billion dollars to Norvax to try to help develop a vaccine. And Norvax, matter of fact, they just were able to accomplish that uh, last month. But anyway, we ought to help those companies with R&D. And they ought to respond by giving the rebates back to the government for every American citizen. You know that all sounds great, but again, you're you're trying to regulate drug industry by fiat, and um, you know fiat, I'm not sure. That, fiat, fiat, I don't care. They they are. Out I'm not. Of hand. I'm, well, I'm They're not killing the American public. You know what I'm trying to. I don't think you and I are. Well, you're you're there, but here here's where the disagreement is. Now, yeah, you're right. There are some Congress people. Uh, who were just bought and paid for by the drug companies? They said they are, they'll pay anybody. They're they're a whore business. They will they will pay the dog if that'll get them another buck. Uh, they're and they illegal payments, legal payments. They don't care. You know, uh, they're awful people. You know, they're awful. But we need them. And uh, um, but what the Demo- what what George Bush put in there was called the donut hole, which forced people to at some level to shop for their drugs and and that actually and and the democrats just howled they, they didn't they didn't want that to happen they wanted to you know just to pay for the government just pay for the drugs no shopping oh they 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 just howled and the donut hole was a hazard Dale. i did volunteer drug counseling for a lot of citizens around these yeah, counties yeah and in that donut hole after people spending money and they got involved, then all of a sudden the price of their drugs jumped up. They could barely afford the price that they started off with. Well, I know a lady that, was, that I counseled, 
had an income of $800 a month. She was spending $600 on drugs before our counselor. Well, After the consultation session, I got her involved with drug, a drug outfit that allowed her to spend $150 on her drugs. There you go. That's the way it ought to work, not the government paying the 800 bucks. And so uh, that that's there we go, folks. And so Mr. York will not compromise with me on the donut hole. No, uh, I don't think the donut hole is a good idea because it, it traps people into a drug company. And then the price escalates. Where are they going to get the extra money if well, they can barely do, afford the, do exactly the money? Like, they'll do exactly like you just did when you counsel her. You helped her shop for her drugs. And instead of 800 bucks that the government was going to pay and, or that she was going to pay with the government assistance, then she bought them for 100 bucks. That's the, way, that's the purpose. Yeah, but that's the new program that Obama was setting up. Uh, good rx was not set up by obama it's available I, I to anybody didn't say it was good rx i say that was the program well, Obama set but that, up. that's the whole point though the compromise there is in order to get some control on prices which you're not going to do by fiat or price controls you get the drug companies to compete and that's what the donut hole did and that was the compromise rep- proposed by bush and just as soon as he left office and the, uh, the Obama got in office and the Democrats got control of the Congress, they went back on the compromise and repealed the donut hole. So, no. I mean, are you willing to bargain with me? I, I, I'll give a good... Yeah, pers- I'm willing to bargain with you, but, but, but when I'm telling you up front, as, as a person that knows, the donut hole was a trap. It trapped people in... That drug prices it wasn't a trap escalated, for, it, and they didn't have the money to buy the drugs. Oh, it, it wasn't a trap. And it, and it, what you illustrated is she was paying 800 bucks a month. No, but that wasn't with the donut. That, that was without anything. I mean, the well, donut hole, she was just bare expenses on drugs. But, she didn't but, have a plan. But what the donut hole was designed to do is to get people to, have to shop for a different drug or a lower price on the same drug. And by George, with your counseling, she did. And that's the purpose. And that's the way you control the prices being charged by the drug companies. But Obama had the programs in place where she could shop. No, Obama just had the government pay for it. which they And the, and the Democrats gleefully reneged on their compromise, which they made with Bush just as soon as they got the chance. All right. I'm still sad, folks. I'll see you tomorrow, Thursday. Cheer up, Delk. It's going to be a better day. Be optimistic, man. We still got some good Americans on the January 6th testimony yesterday. False. Come on, people now. Nobody's paying any attention anyway. Everybody get together. Try to love.